Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. I'm Ryan Gelinas with ATS Diesel. And we're here at the Ultimate Callout Challenge. In the media room, dude. Yeah, it's going great up here, Danny. You've been killing it on the radio. We both have had a little time over there. You've been hanging out, talking with uh, some of the announcing crew, huh? That has been a blast. I do a lot of that, or I did a lot of that at the Byron Dragway for the diesel uh, events that we had. So yeah. I, I feel like I'm back at it again. <laughs> but Ryan, we asked you to come down and join us, uh, talk a little bit about how the expo is going and how the booth has been so far. It's been cold, but very busy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Mother Nature isn't exactly uh, cooperating. At least it's not wet, so we're able yeah. to compete. Uh, but uh, booth traffic, people are a lot of people are out here. A lot of shops out here, which is cool. Uh, I think a lot of guys want to see what some of the bigger manufacturers that have put you know put some of these trucks together are doing. Um, so yeah, conversations have been good and a lot of good foot traffic. Really enjoying it. I I think the. DPI guys and the uh, um, UCC guys have done a pretty outstanding job so far, but it's a little overwhelming. Um, there's 112 vendors or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we try and bring like a big booth. You still kind of feel like a needle in a haystack. So, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's kind of like SEMA. You just kind of have to just walk and, you know, everybody's got like two bags full of all the free goodies that they can uh, Skype from or uh, get from all the little vendors. But it's been really good. It's been really good. A lot of good conversations. And as long as you can stay warm enough, it's it's good. You guys do always have a huge booth. What would you bring out today? Uh, okay, so we brought out uh, three of our um, cutaway engines, uh, the Ford 6.7, the Duramax, and our Dodge 6.7. Uh, we brought out a um, two emission compliant trucks that we competed with yesterday. One was our Ford 6.7 with our compound kit on it, and the other one was our Dodge 6.7 with our compound kit on it. That's uh, all going to have an EO number, all that good stuff. So we got those parked in the booth for guys to look at and see how it all clears and goes together. And then we've got shirts and you know 20 foot tent and all that good stuff and trailer behind it. And so it's uh, you know just kind of hanging out, trying to like I said, trying to stay warm. We went and bought a heater today at Lowe's <laughs> and stuck underneath the tent. That's actually made a big difference <laughs> did you guys sell out of your hoodies uh yeah but yesterday instantly almost we did not bring enough gold mine around <laughs> oh yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely uh, everybody's down to like mediums and extra smalls or something like that so mediums mediums yeah absolutely what yeah. are you looking forward to today uh, you know, uh, we got a few trucks with some of our parts on there. We got a couple of our four R's and a couple of the Ford guys trucks, which we're pretty excited about. Um, you know, uh, we saw an engine dyno of Sean Baca going over 3000. I'd love to see something get pretty close to 3000 on a chassis dyno. That would be pretty sweet. I still think everybody's still playing who can beat LeVon Miller right now at this point. I, I mean, mean, yeah, after the races yesterday, it is. He, he shows up to compete every time and, and he's a great guy and you know, his whole family's class hack. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so, you know, some of the numbers have been uh, a little bit stunning, you know, from some of the uh, Facebook trash talking and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah. wow, I expect a little more out of that. Uh, <laughs> and then and then some stuff was kind of surprising on the other side of things. I think Wade Minter just threw down 1,900 horsepower. Laid it 2, down. 2,700. 27, 27 torque. Huge torque. Naughty. That's, uh, that's awesome. I usually have a triple setup. You don't see that much extra torque over the uh, the horsepower number. Yeah. So I was, I was impressed by that. I was really impressed by that. Yeah, who would have thought Wade Minter? He was kind of off the radar coming into the show, and not really well, people he's, he's were talking about racer. him. He's a drag racer. He's a grinder. You know, he hits every NHRDA show. He doesn't care about hitting dinos, you no. know, that kind of <laughs> thing. So, uh, But it was pretty cool to see him uh, throw down a really cool number. So I'm looking forward to see what Donovan and the Dynamite guys throw down. Um, uh, they've worked really hard on theirs. I've tried to follow a few of the builds. I think they'll do do pretty well. So yeah, hopefully most of these guys will hit somewhere around 2,000. But if somebody tickles that 3,000 number, that'd be pretty pretty special. I mean, the bar's set. You know, last yeah. year we saw 2,400. So I yeah. mean, this year I mean, 
I know we've all been talking about 3,000. I yeah. think after seeing things, Engine Dino, like you said, we know we're we know we're probably not going to see 3,000 sure, today. Sure. Uh, but getting over 2,400, I mean, that's really that's the bar, right? Right. Yep. You know, if we can do better than we did last year, um, I think that would be uh, would be great. So, and that's a stingy dyno. You know, we had our emissions trucks on there yesterday, and they're usually in kind of the mid 700s. We were only hitting the 600s, and I think you guys had your truck on there, and it was a little bit. And I'm not saying it's reading low. I don't want to cause controversy or anything like that. But it, like, well, it's we a, do. Yeah. <laughs> but it, the, the dyno loads different than what we were used to, so it's an interesting load how that thing comes on. So. Um, but I mean, it's a heck of a nice dyno thing. Seems like they spent a fortune on it. But. Yeah. So I like to talk about the clean power hour. I thought that yeah. was a really cool addition to the event yeah. where they had, you know, five, six trucks there mm -hmm. that was laying down, um, numbers on the dyno torque numbers, horsepower numbers. And people, I heard one gentleman say, well, these trucks aren't even cool. They still, they don't even have exhaust done. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it, what we'd like to show people is that, you know, of course there's going to be these race trucks, you know, and, and it's great that we have that, especially with that RPM Act deal that they, that SEMA kind of got behind that we can continue to have trucks that we can trailer to events like this and, and we can, they can be smoky and they can do what they need to do and, and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but in looking to the future, look what Dodge did with that Dodge Demon. I mean, it's a production car in the eights. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like diesel's got to catch up to stuff like that. We got to, you know, we want more power. Everybody's going to want more power and we want to have aftermarket solutions until OE, OE starts catching up a little bit more where we can make the kind of power people want to drive, you know, and to be in the six and 700 horsepower range with the emissions intact and the emissions work. Not like we soot loaded it and it broke like a day later, <laughs> but like it, it like legitimately worked through. But the it did it once. Thing. Slow, Ryan. Yeah, but it, it was. Yeah. We got it to do it. Our Dodge is like at 680, and we we have put 45, 50,000 miles on that thing, hauling our sled puller around, wow. towing, and we have never had a problem with the DPF yet. And you guys have helped us tremendously on the tuning on that thing. Nick is Nick has sent us a lot of files to keep kind of tweaking and changing it and things like that. So it's been it's been a journey to kind of get that power hour going. But yeah, I mean. It is, it is a little bit of a mindset change, I guess, for the, the rolling coal guys to, <laughs> yeah. to be able to take, you know, the, the new nice expensive truck and, and make it fast. You know, yeah. I guess it'll just be like sleepers. That used to be cool when I was a kid. You'd want yeah. to buy a station wagon and throw a 454 in it and try and like muffle it down as much as possible and just dust, you know, Mustangs. and Never saw like it, never saw it coming. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I kept telling Paul yesterday, the coolest thing about the clean power hour was just listening to these trucks in high RPM. And all you hear are the tires buzzing on the rollers. Yeah. It's yeah. just awesome to hear and well, that. And then the number reads out over 600 horsepower and, you know, thousand foot pounds of torque kind of thing. You're like, wow. Okay. That thing's no slouch. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a sleeper. And this yeah. was, this was a great opportunity to expose it to a lot of people who like we're talking about have no idea that it exists. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of guys don't know that you can make power without doing the deletes. Right. And uh, so I think that's some of the cool stuff, you know, is this is new, it's innovative. I think it fits in really well with the model of the rest of the show here where this is all cutting edge stuff. Walk me through a little bit. I know we've we've done an episode actually on the Cummins Emissions Equipped Twin Kit yeah. with Clint, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't think we ever did one on the Ford. Tell me about that Ford build. What's in there? So the Ford doesn't have the Aurora Plus kit. So the Aurora Plus kit is a on the Dodge is uh, basically an atmosphere charger that still utilizes a factory uh, high pressure charger on it. Okay. The Ford kit is a full compound kit. So we have a little EFR charger on the bottom. I believe it's a 56 millimeter. We have been changing lots of turbine housings, trying to get this thing really dialed in. And then we have a 71 millimeter on top of that. Uh, it's dual gated off the up pipes uh, into the big charger. Um, we've got our twin fueler kit on it. And then obviously we have a emissions compliant calibrated calibration. But the really unique thing about it, and you can see it on um, either our display vehicle uh, or the display engine we have down there if you happen to be around UCC, um, is that it all fits in the valley. Is oh. that is the EGR is really big on that valve cover, but we don't have to like move a battery and stick a turbo out to the side or anything like that. Like you would normally think on a compound set, it all goes right in the valley on top of the plenum there. So it you all guys found kind of room in there? there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so tight. It is it's super so tight. tight. I big shout out to Nathaniel and uh, Zach, our fabricators, for getting that figured out. But it is a tight kit, and you can install without taking the cab off. Um, but it, wow. it all, all drops down in there. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to like shut the hood down extra hard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a new dent. <laughs> <laughs> it's that new L five P style. That's right. L five P. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, it it all. I mean, it clears by the hair of your chinny chin chin. But it's it's in there and uh, it's it's all tight. But boy, they work good and they're fast and it's a lot of mid range power. Um, you know, when you're dealing with the emissions, you can't. You can't fuel so hard on the bottom. You right. really have to let the turbos kind of come up. And so we've had to look for turbos that come up really, really quick without too much fuel and heat. And so the EFR line is kind of where we lean towards that high-pressure charger. And and uh, that that truck is, is 750 horsepower. So so cool. Love that thing. And it is. It looks OEM. I mean, that's one of the things that I really like when you pop the hood on pretty much all of them that were, that were there today, the ATS trucks, uh, the WC Fab truck, yeah. our truck. When you pop the hood, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know by looking at it that the OEM didn't manufacture this, mm -hmm. you know, without knowing something about diesel performance, of course. Yeah, that's right. Well, fit and finish is important to us. It's important to WC Fab. It's important to a lot of the manufacturers here is that, we, you know, you're spending good money on these kits. And these, you know, these brand new trucks are, what, $70,000? Easy. Mm -hmm. Do you want it to look like a, you know, stick welded together, <laughs> you know, junkie kit, you know, with silicone boots everywhere? You know, like we want nice piping. We're going to coat the piping. We're going to make it look good. I like hose clamps. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the way it goes, you know, is uh, it, it is there's a there's a kind of a total package when you look at emissions equipped trucks, because even guys like Matt Rosenberg, who really kind of was an enthusiast who wanted it, as opposed to like us, where mm -hmm. we were manufacturers who thought, well, this is an obvious progression of the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but people are starting to really get into it. You know, I've had a ton of guys asking about what are the different setups? What are their options? You know, what can they do? And as we see every year, more and more counties, I heard Massachusetts, the whole state just mm -hmm. passed new emissions laws. Yeah. And we're going to see more and more of that as we start to go forward, where guys now, maybe, maybe they're not forced into considering it, but they have to start researching it, right? Because right? like you said, there's an end result they want. Well, I think the attraction and the reason why people kind of fell in love with diesel to begin with at least I remember when I was in high school um, and people, you know, the guy would get the diesel truck and, you know, he was the rich kid with the diesel truck, you know, maybe he was a <laughs> farmer or something like that. It was like, it was, you can make so much power with these things so easily. That, that was why everybody wanted them. It was like, oh, all you got to do is get a chip or a fuel plate or just throw a set of injectors in there yeah. for 600 bucks. And all of a sudden you've gone from like two to 300 horsepower, to like 500 plus horsepower. And, like, and that was so exciting, right? Um, 
what is going to destroy this industry is if we can't make power anymore. Right. If, if all it is is stock, then Very they're true. just going to get stuck behind a bunch of fifth wheels because somebody wants the fuel economy out of it. And we're not going to have this kind of enthusiast side of it if the aftermarket doesn't make parts that we can legally sell and put on there. And, you know, people aren't playing cloak and dagger with deleting trucks and that kind of stuff. So. Spoken like a true champ. <laughs> <laughs> you have been to almost every single diesel event in the country. Sure. Let's face it. Yeah. You know, we did a whole episode. You guys yeah. did. I missed out on that show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry about that. We caught you out on purpose. <laughs> oh, no. I'm used to that. And... You know this event right here how is this different from every other event that you have to go to every year boy uh the length of it obviously it's a three-day event uh the vendor alley is huge i mean like i said 112 is unprecedented this is like sema trade show kind of it stuff is. but it's like sema outside unfortunately <laughs> uh, and uh so as as far as the competition you know the level of competition is very high you know obviously Almost nobody's regional. Everybody's brought every you know everything in. You know this has kind of pulled everything from all over the country. I like the fact that they moved it from Salt Lake to out here to kind of bring in the East Coast and make it a little bit more re or more local to people who want to come actually look at the event. Right. You know, somebody who lives in uh, uh, Kentucky probably isn't going to drive to Salt Lake City or buy a plane <laughs> ticket to see you know twenty trucks dyno or something like that. So it was evident last year that that was the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's huge. It's big. Um, foot traffic's great. Like I said, I would, I would kind of, you know, relate it to kind of like a diesel SEMA, an outdoor diesel SEMA, you know, with the amount of vendors and, and just kind of the size and scope of it. You almost kind of forget there's a competition going on sometimes <laughs> just because of just how many people, how much stuff is here. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, the expo is crazy. I was just cruising around actually to find Ryan today mm -hmm. and, uh, it's packed, which I really thought during the dyno, it would draw everybody mm -hmm. to the stands and. What's funny is once we got up into the tower, I look out and I look at the stands. The stands are packed. It's just there's yeah. just a ton of people here. All you, yep. If you want to find Ryan in the crowd, all you got to find is the guy with the best haircut. That's right. That's, That's right. It. Keeping it clean, high That's and tight. That's right, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining Absolutely, us today, guys. Ryan. Thank you. This has been Paul Wilson. I'm Danny Voss. Thanks. And I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening.